0: You're listening to European Startup Universe Talks, a podcast where we meet with startup founders, angel investors, and major stakeholders of the European startup ecosystem. They let us in on the do's and don'ts of running a startup, their career story, and the process of succeeding as well as failing. In other words, everything of interest to startup nerds. European Startup Universe is a massive network of opportunities for EU tech startup founders connecting them with the best minds of the EU tech community with unicorn founders, known investors and experts. We have brought together European countries to join forces and launch startup programs suitable for their nation's tech founders. ESU aims to give access to opportunity for funding and expansion across EU countries. Welcome to European Startup Universe Talks. I'm Mauritza and today I am here with Mr. Nektarios Tavernarakis, a bioscientist, chairman at 4th and the new EIT governing board chair. Welcome.
1: Thank you, thank you for having me.
0: I think some of the listeners would like to know a little bit more about how your career started. Can you tell me about that?
1: Yes, so I am a biologist by training. I studied biology at the University of Thessaloniki, at the Aristotelian University of Thessaloniki. And then I did my PhD here in Iraq uh, Crete at the University of Crete. Uh, then I left uh, for the United States where I trained as a geneticist and a cell biologist and uh, came back to Greece uh, about uh, two decades ago in uh, 2001, uh, when uh, I I started my own lab, my own laboratory here at uh, the Institute of Molecular Biology and Biotechnology, which is one of the nine institutes of of FORTH, the Foundation for Research and Technology. And I have been uh, here since. I'm also a professor of uh, molecular systems biology uh, at the University of Crete, at the Medical School of the University of Crete.
0: You have uh, really done a lot of things in in your career. It's an impressive uh, CV. What what was it that uh, drew you in towards this field?
1: Uh, I, I uh, think that uh, uh, the most important factor, which uh, really led me to follow this career, was that I had the um, Uh, very inspired uh, teachers uh, through my academic uh, life, my early uh, years at the university. So I was very lucky uh, to work with uh, talented professors uh, who uh, were very active in uh, research, both when I was uh, an undergraduate student in Thessaloniki, but also uh, when I came here to Heraklion. At the time, uh, Fotis Kafatos, Uh, was the director of the institute where I'm now working. Um, He was a prominent uh, figure uh, uh, internationally. He had come from Harvard University at the time and he had established uh, the university here. He was one of the founders of FORTH. And uh, I was lucky enough to have him as a professor uh, during my PhD training. And uh, uh, this, um, I think, uh, was the main reason that I, I, I was lucky to work with such individuals uh, that led me to follow this career. I essentially was inspired by them to, to become a scientist myself.
0: Uh, I would like to know a little bit more about EIT, your new role there. Can you tell me a bit more about that?
1: So the, the, the EIT is the European Institute of Innovation and Technology. Uh, It is one of the main instruments uh, of uh, the Horizon Framework Programmes. It started its operations um, uh, during uh, Horizon 2020, uh, which was the previous uh, framework programme of the European Commission. And now it uh, continues its operations under uh, the Horizon Europe uh, Framework Programme, which just started last year. Uh, It is part of uh, of pillar three of Horizon Europe, uh, which focuses on innovation, focuses on uh, exploiting uh, the knowledge that has been uh, generated through research to develop new products, innovative products and services uh, that will then uh, benefit uh, the European uh, and global society and uh, economy. So uh, it is uh, part of of Pillar 3 of uh, of Horizon Europe together with another instrument that's related, the EIC, the European Innovation Council. These are the two main instruments of uh, the European Commission to support the creation of uh, and the fostering of innovation throughout uh, Europe. Now, the the EIT um, is um, particularly interesting because it is uh, following a model where uh, thematic priorities are set uh, and then uh, those thematic priorities are supported to develop communities uh, that center on the creation of innovation these uh, are the so-called knowledge and innovation communities or KICS, which are the main structures of uh, generated generated by it uh, there are now eight such uh, kicks in operation and there are two more coming already the calls are out uh, so uh, this these innovation communities focus on uh, uh, current uh, uh, challenges that are uh, we are facing uh, as a species. Uh, So for example, uh, climate crisis, sustainable energy, uh, digital technologies, uh, healthy living and active aging. Uh, There are kicks also focusing on raw materials, uh, food security, uh, food sustainability, uh, smart and green urban mobility, as well as uh, manufacturing. Those are the eight kicks currently in operation that have been created by AT. Uh, EIT is also now, as I said, uh, uh, initiated, has initiated a call for two uh, new kicks, one uh, focusing on uh, the cultural and creative uh, sectors, so culture and arts uh, industries, and the other focusing on water, uh, marine, and maritime sectors and ecosystems. Uh, These are uh, focal priorities for EIT. And they are, of course, as you can uh, understand, uh, can appreciate, uh, uh, directly related to uh, important uh, global challenges and uh, sustainable development goals.
0: Yes, we have a lot, a lot of problems ahead of us that we need to, to solve. Can you give me an example of how you work towards a sustainable future?
1: So uh, those challenges that we are facing, uh, some of them are very important. Uh, uh, We need to take immediate action. And of course, uh, we need to to harness every every power that we have at our disposal to meet those challenges. And uh, science and research are one such uh, extremely important uh, um, component of our fight uh, to to meet these challenges. Uh, as uh, we've all witnessed, especially during the current pandemic, it's uh, science and research that provide solutions, that pro- provide solutions re- in real time even uh, to, to, our, to current threats, uh, even existential threats and, uh, and challenges. The fact that we have, uh, for example, um, effective vaccines against the COVID pandemic is because uh, investments were made on research several decades ago even. Uh, so now we can uh, harvest uh, those, those results and use them to develop uh, effective uh, medicines uh, for, for the pandemic, but also for other uh, pathologies, uh, important pathologies, uh, such as cancer. The, the mRNA technology that's been used for, uh, for the successful vaccines that we have against uh, the coronavirus now is a technology that was developed in the beginning of 2000s, so even the late uh, um, uh, 1990s. Uh, so uh, we now have these uh, vaccines because of the research at that time. So um, uh, we are uh, uh, now... I think obviously moving into uh, towards a model of knowledge-based economy uh, and uh, research is uh, fundamental uh, towards uh, that direction. Actually investing in research is, is, of, is of paramount importance. If, and I think that investing in research even uh, uh, is, is becoming more important uh, these days when we need to face all these challenges. Mm. That's the foundation, that's the the most important element. But we also need, on top of that, we need to have instruments that will allow us to capitalize on the uh, findings of research, to actually uh, utilize the the results of research to develop innovative products, innovative services that will then benefit society and and the economy. for that uh, purpose, we need EIT and we need these instruments uh, that the, the Pillar 3 of Horizon includes, such as EIC and, uh, of course, EIT.
0: Yeah, it is uh, absolutely the future is within the hands of science and research. And it's truly so very important that we really invest in those areas. Do you have a particular field or uh, innovation of the startups that you are particularly fond of?
1: So I think uh, if we are uh, focusing on EIT, uh, there are several success stories that have been developed through the function of the KICs. Actually, uh, some of the kicks have already uh, generated uh, the so-called uh, unicorns, uh, companies, uh, uh, enterprises that have exceeded the value of 1 billion euros. Uh, especially in the sector of uh, sustainable energy for example um, uh, health uh, uh, but also other sectors uh, of of focus uh, within the eit framework uh, have created uh, uh, truly innovative companies that have brought uh, uh, services and products to the market uh, revolutionizing their specific uh, sectors so Uh, These successes, I think, underline the need for such instruments, uh, such as the EIT. Especially uh, these days, a very important challenge is uh, sustainable energy that will also contribute to address the climate crisis, the climate change that we are um, witnessing. So I think these two areas um, uh, have a lot of commonalities between them. A lot of synergies can be uh, developed. And a lot of innovative technologies can actually emerge uh, from such uh, a demand, a high demand uh, for for solutions uh, for the future.
0: Yes. What are your, if you could dream, how would it look like in 10 years from now?
1: I think uh, we need to take immediate action, but of course we need to be forward-looking. And uh, it's, it's really difficult to predict what will happen in, in 10 years, especially uh, since uh, we, we now know that uh, uh, things can uh, develop in an unpredictable and haphazard uh, uh, manner. Uh, so we cannot really forecast a crisis like the, the COVID pandemic, uh, which we didn't know would happen a few months before it uh, broke out. So uh, uh, under uh, all circumstances, what we need to do is to be be prepared for any eventuality. So uh, towards that direction to actually secure our future and uh, uh, also uh, success towards sustainable development goals. uh, We need to have a strong research and science foundation. This is very important and I cannot uh, overstate it how important it is to to invest in science and and research. And at the same time, we also need to have the proper tools uh, to take advantage of uh, any uh, breakthroughs that emerge uh, from basic research and uh, scientific uh, activities throughout Europe. So in that direction, I believe that uh, the EIT has a very important role to play in the years to come. And I would uh, uh, especially be happy to see that uh, uh, these activities, the the activities of the EIT and its kicks have actually managed in 10 years time to bring uh, uh, revolutionary solutions and uh, uh, new uh, uh, tools that could uh, then be used to to address our uh, important challenges.
0: Yes, absolutely. That, uh, that is really the, the hopes that I th- believe everyone has, uh, that that will be the future. What do you think uh, in the future of the startup ecosystem of Europe? How, what is the, the future role uh, of Europe?
1: Yes, that's, a, I think, a very important question, especially considering that um, uh, these, these instruments, the EIT and EITC, were created exactly to uh, uh, try to close the gap with uh, the United States, for example, but also uh, with China uh, nowadays. So um, uh, we have here uh, the so-called European paradox, which is uh, the following, we, in, in Europe, we traditionally have very strong uh, foundation for research. Of course, we can always do better. And I think this is a, a very important area to, to invest. Uh, we need to attract and uh, retain talent in Europe. And uh, there, uh, it is important to foster um, blue skies, uh, curiosity-driven research. The European Commission is already doing that. Uh, Pillar One, excellent science, open science, is exactly focusing in that area uh, with instruments such as uh, the the ERC, the European Research Council, but also Marie Curie uh, fellowships, Marie Slodowska Curie, and uh, uh, the infrastructures, the research infrastructures. So there is a lot of emphasis in that area. And I think we can do it even better. Uh, uh, Europe has traditionally been strong uh, in terms of research, but uh, Europe has not been particularly strong. And I would say uh, there is a gap uh, between Europe and the United States, for example, in terms of uh, creating uh, innovative startups. Uh, uh, if we uh, take into consideration the Silicon Valley, of the United States, we don't have something. Uh, uh, similar to that here in, uh, in Europe. Uh, nevertheless, we do have innovative companies and we do have um, innovation potential, huge innovation potential in Europe. We need to tap into that innovation potential. And that's why uh, these instruments are important. These uh, 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 tools that can be used to um, support uh, you know, gen- the generation of innovation, Uh, such as EIT and EIC, and I I think that the Commission has uh, realized this uh, 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 important uh, goal, and that's why we have Pillar 3 that is focusing exactly on uh, fostering innovation and uh, uh, generation of value for the society and the economy.
0: Mm. What do you think is the reason why it is such a gap between uh, the US and Europe in terms of this?
1: Uh, Well, there are several factors, of course. Uh, Among them, I think the most important is that uh, we have a a rather fragmented ecosystem in Europe. Uh, There are um, um, innovation hotspots throughout the continent, Uh, but there is, I would say, a gap between uh, North and South in in Europe. And there are, of course, uh, uh, regions that are uh, underdeveloped in terms of uh, their innovation potential. Uh, That doesn't mean that there is no innovation potential to tap into. It's just that uh, we haven't mobilized enough resources to do uh, so. And that is why uh, we need this, um, I think, thematic focus, uh, where we uh, set priorities. And then uh, we tap into the potential of, uh, of Europe as a whole Uh, so that we can uh, develop further in those specific directions which are of uh, high added value for Europe. Uh, For example, uh, healthy living and active aging is one such priority. Uh, As you know, Europe is facing a demographic problem. We have an aging population and this, of course, uh, is uh, increasing uh, challenges that have to do with... uh, the higher prevalence of age-associated diseases, neurodegenerative diseases in particular, such as Alzheimer's disease. Uh, Actually, uh, we are now uh, going through the COVID pandemic, but the World Health Organization estimates that one of the next pandemics that we need need to face, and uh, it might be a very difficult pandemic to deal uh, with, is the pandemic of uh, Alzheimer's disease. There is an estimate that uh, more than 120 million people are going to be affected by Alzheimer's disease in a couple of decades' time. This is going to put a huge strain on societies, especially uh, Western societies. Uh, European countries are already facing this this burden that is uh, generated by the higher prevalence of neurodegenerative diseases and the aging population. So this is one example where we need to have a thematic focus, and EIT does have a kick focusing on health, uh, on healthy living and active ageing, and uh, this is just one of the of the of the focal areas. But other areas have to do with food security, which is another issue that is now uh, becoming. Um, uh, also important uh, especially taking into consideration the war in ukraine and also the other uh, international developments uh, we might see we might face shortage of uh, certain uh, uh, um, foods we might uh, need to address the, the issue of food security in the future not just in europe uh, but also in other regions where we traditionally actually had such problems Uh, in uh, areas of Africa, for example, and elsewhere in the world. And for this, we need innovative solutions, uh, which are going to come out of of research and the application of uh, research results through an innovation pipeline where eventually we generate value for the society.
0: Yes, yes, absolutely. And it is exactly as you say, that it is in the hands of uh, innovation. But if we, if we take it from uh, the, uh, the global level to a little uh, bit smaller, the work that you do with FORTH, can you tell me a little bit more about that? What kind of uh, research do you support there and what kind of startup do you support?
1: Well, as you know, as I've told you already, uh, I'm also a uh, researcher here at the Foundation for Research and Technology. I have my own lab. Uh, we are studying... Uh, the molecular mechanisms of aging and neurodegeneration. Uh, So, uh, of course, uh, from very early on in my independent scientific uh, career, I had to uh, find solutions uh, relevant to, for example, securing funding for research, but also uh, developing an environment where young scientists, uh, either uh, PhDs, uh, doctoral uh, students or postdoctoral scientists, Uh, could also work and uh, be productive uh, and do research uh, towards their own independence. Uh, So in Greece, uh, of course, uh, research institution is facing uh, unique challenges. I would say additional challenges compared to research institutions in Central Europe or in uh, uh, close to uh, centers of excellence in the United States and uh, elsewhere. Uh, we need to uh, be able to secure enough funding to continue operations. But at the same time, we also need to generate the infrastructure that is uh, required for uh, research. Uh, so these, are, I think, um, uh, are, are goals that need to be achieved, both in the short run and the long run. And especially in a country uh, such as Greece, Uh, It is also more difficult given the current financial situation, uh, but also the uh, hardships that uh, Greece had to go through in uh, recent years. Mm. So um, it is very challenging, actually. So uh, uh, it is important to be able to maintain uh, uh, operations even during these hard times, even during the pandemic, so that you can enable the the work and the careers of of young scientists. So this actually was, I think, the the strongest motivation for me to become involved in administration, uh, in addition to uh, uh, being an active researcher, to also become involved in the administration of uh, the Foundation for Research and Technology, because I wanted to contribute with uh, my powers, my small powers, whatever, experience I had uh, acquired during my uh, years as an independent researcher uh, to enable uh, the uh, careers of others, to enable the, uh, the function of the institute so that uh, we could continue despite these uh, hardships that we went through. Mm.
0: What do you think will be Greece's uh, contribution to this? What are your hopes, maybe?
1: So uh, Greece, uh, I think, uh, uh, does have important uh, uh, scientific potential. And uh, this has been demonstrated over the years. Uh, We have several uh, cases, several examples where Greek researchers have been able to compete uh, at the European and international level uh, for uh, grants. For example, ERC grants, uh, European Research Council um funding which is uh, the most competitive source uh, of europe uh, for uh, research funding greece has been doing uh, well i would say that uh, uh, we haven't been doing well enough or as as, as uh, well as we could uh, actually do there is still uh, untapped potential uh, in greece uh, but I think that uh, with the proper uh, uh, tools and the proper facilitation of, uh, of the work of researchers, we can increase our uh, success rates. Uh, already th- there are, as we call them, uh, pockets of excellence in Greece. So there are uh, excellent, uh, outstanding research labs uh, throughout Greece in universities, for example, in Athens in Thessaloniki, in Patra, in Heraklion, uh, there are uh, excellent units, excellent teams of scientists. What we need to do is we need to actually increase and expand this base of excellence in, in Greece. So we need to, uh, through uh, fostering excellence at the national level, increase our competitiveness internationally. We need to have a strong national uh, policy towards supporting research because this then enables our researchers to become competitive internationally. It also enables Greece to attract talent from abroad and to reverse the so-called brain drain. Mm-hmm. A lot of, uh, of, 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 of researchers from Greece are actually thriving in uh, many countries uh, in the United States, but also in Europe and elsewhere in the world. And if we could uh, just attract uh, just a small portion of that uh, 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 potential of the Greek diaspora, uh, that would truly transform the uh, research ecosystem inside Greece. Mm -hmm. So uh, to do that, I think we need to invest more. We need to have a strategy, a long-term strategy uh, of uh, research support so that we can uh, create the environment uh, that would attract uh, uh, Greek researchers, but also uh, for, uh, for foreigners, uh, uh, researchers from any other country in the world to come to Greece and work here. I think this um, would be an investment that would have tremendous benefits for our country and uh, would result in uh, Greece uh, becoming... Uh, not just a tourist destination, but also a science and research destination as well.
0: Yes, yes, you have uh, maybe a lot more to give. So we are very hopeful for the future. It has been such a pleasure talking to you today. Uh, Before we wrap up, is there anything that you would like to add to the conversation?
1: Well, just one last thing. I believe that, uh, as I said, if I would uh, uh, really uh, uh, attempt to capture the essence of what needs to be done, uh, we need to have a very strong foundation of curiosity-driven basic research, blue skies research. But at the same time, we also need to have the tools uh, that will enable the transformation of knowledge into uh, innovative services and, and products. So working... Those two components, uh, uh, blue skies research, curiosity-driven research, and also impact uh, creation through innovation, uh, I think is an ideal recipe for Europe uh, to achieve its goals for the future and to also meet the challenges, the very uh, uh, hard challenges that are lying ahead, even some of them existential challenges that we need to to address. That
0: is a very good note to end it on. Thank you so much for being here today.
1: Thank you very much for having me.
0: You've been listening to European Startup Universe Talks. If you want to know more about us, go to thestartupuniverse.org and follow us on social media. Thank you for listening.